Hey there, and welcome to Lively Conversations brought to you by Table 112. Whether you're at the table, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope to inspire meaningful talks about life between parents and teens. I am your host, Dana, and this week I'm joined by my guests, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, and their son, Michael. Scott is an LPC who specializes in blended families, marriage, and pre-marriage counseling, and Vanessa is an RN, and she's currently studying marriage and family therapy. Together, they are the co-founders of a brand new ministry called Blended Kingdom Families. Their son, Michael, is 13, and he's loved by peers and teachers, and he's quite the athlete. He loves football and baseball. He's a great big brother of all boys, three brothers at Vanessa and Scott's, and one at his dad's. So let's jump into my lively conversation with the Martindales. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Why don't you take a second and introduce yourselves and tell me one quick thing about yourself that you want the listeners to know. Absolutely. I'll go first. Uh, My name is Vanessa and um, something about me, I'm a mom of four beautiful boys and I'm married to Scott and um, we have a blended family ministry called Blended Kingdom Families. We love people and we love Jesus um, and we just love loving on people. Okay. um, I'm Michael and I love football and I love Jesus. And how do you know (laughs) Vanessa? She's my mom. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Scott, Uh, your turn. Yes, I'm Scott. I am a dad of four boys, a husband to the wonderful Vanessa, and I'm also a LPC, a licensed professional counselor. Fantastic. And your specialty? I specialize in marital and premarital counseling. Fantastic. Awesome. So let's just jump right into something that we all love, the weekend. Why don't you guys tell us what a typical weekend looks like in your family? So a typical weekend for us, um, you know, beginning Friday when the kids get home from school, uh, it's pizza night. Pizza is an every Friday thing that we do. Um, And the boys just love it. They call it big pizza. We have three little boys, five, four, and three. And so when they get home from school, it's an immediate, mommy, can you order big pizza? So that's a fun thing that we do on Friday nights. And it's usually followed by a movie or games uh, or dance parties. We do a lot of dance parties in our house. Who's the best dancer? Oh, the best dancer. It's definitely Vanessa. Vanessa is by far the most uh, uh, excited dancer of the group. Oh, excited. I did say best, but okay, we'll take that. And why is it big pizza? Big pizza. We, the boys love these little pizzas that we get um, from one of the stores here. But, uh, and I guess that's what they compare it to from when we order from, you know, like Domino's or Pizza Hut. But they like the big pizza, not the little one, the big one. Makes sense to me. Yes, yes. I don't know what that's saying if I, uh, you know, if I'm on sync with a preschooler, but whatever. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so Saturdays. Yeah, so Saturday mornings, donuts every Saturday morning. We're very routined over here, and that is just the boys. They afford to big pizza and donuts. And so uh, we usually wake up, we do donuts, and um, in the morning, we typically like to go do something. This past weekend, we went in uh, bold and at main event and then did the arcade games and did that. And then 
usually in the afternoons, uh, we have church on Saturdays. We okay. go to we have a four o'clock service. Um, not only do we serve at the church, um, but we like to go uh, just for fellowship. And we have, um, there's a little kids area called bubble land. And so we always get there a little bit early to let the boys play, um, usually about an hour early. And then once service begins at four, you know, we go to service and they go to their classrooms. Um, but Saturdays are really for us. Um, it's, 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 it's our Sabbath. So we really love to just rest and do something other than the mundane and the ordinary, something right. that's fun for us. Um, and something that we can do as a family. And then Saturday evening, Evenings after church, we typically go out to dinner as a family, go somewhere fun. The boys love Chili's, it's their favorite restaurant. Um, <laughs> and then Sundays are kind of our days um, that, you know, we're getting prepared for the week, whether that's, you know, laundry or, you know, of course, getting homework done, all of that stuff. Um, since we are a blended family, you know, either we're getting ready for Michael to come and get him ready for the following week, or we're sending him to his dad's and getting him ready to go there. And so that's just a little bit about our weekend and what we typically do. Definitely. And Michael, you're an athlete. So do you play sports on the weekend or is that part of the weeknight routine? Um, so for school football, usually our games would be on Thursday and our practices are during the week. But okay. when I go into baseball season, if it's not school, so select baseball, we would have games probably nine in the morning on Saturdays. Yeah, very good. And that keeps you really busy. I know select baseball has yes. a busy schedule. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And a good weekend. It, it definitely keeps us going all <laughs> all the time. So our weeks are our weeks are so uh, busy with the schedule with the you know always going different directions with the kids. The weekend is really about uh, like Vanessa said, uh, enjoying our Sabbath, uh, recognizing that, spending time together. And um, and I, one of the things that Vanessa said, and I wanted to point out, we do try to eat healthy the rest of the days of the week. Uh, <laughs> it's just Friday and Saturday morning uh, that, that we tend to throw it out the window. Sure. Yeah. So. It's a little break and a little bit of fun. I know yeah. I know you guys are disciplined just from watching you on, on social media um, as far as exercising and that sort of thing. So I, I totally can see how the there's that rhythm of, of break and rest. So... Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you told me about your family is that you're really open and you have honest conversations with each other. And I know that for parents and teenagers, that can be really difficult to talk about issues, whether it's from the parent's perspective of trying to bring up something or the teenager's perspective. I'll let you add on a little secret. Our kids sat us down um, at the end of the year and said, Mom and Dad, we need to talk. And they had some grievances that they wanted to talk through with us. Um, but I, we were so proud of them for being willing to bring up an issue and to say what they wanted and what they needed. And so I'm wondering, like for you guys and the open conversations that you're able to have, what are those keys that make it possible? Yeah, so I think for us... Um, you know, we always, I think we think of the three P's and that's prayer, patience, and persistence. Um, and so we're always praying, uh, you know, Scott and I over the boys and into our relationships, but really when it comes to those hard conversations, um, you know, an example, you know, we had something that happened last year and I remember, uh, with Michael at school and he got in the car and I, I, I knew that he was, um, he was feeling pretty bad from the day. And, you know, just in that moment, I just sought the Holy Spirit and I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, like, I, I need you to direct me, um, on what to say to him because I just, I just didn't know. And 
it was funny. We're, we live about 25 minutes from the school. And so driving home, I didn't hear anything. I, I didn't hear anything from him. And then finally, when we, when we were at the light right before the house, the Holy Spirit was like, this is what I want you to say. And it was just the perfect thing um, for what had happened that day. And so I really think, you know, prayer and just going to God and going to the Holy Spirit um, and just seeking that discernment, wisdom, and knowledge from them um, and how to speak to our children and disciple them. Um, the other thing I would say is patience. You know, sometimes like, especially with teenagers, we're, we're learning that um, it can take time and um, to not force that and to not push uh, the barrier there, but to just have that healthy boundary. Um, I think for them, it makes them feel, it gives them a voice and it makes them feel you know, like they have some say, or, you know, that they do have a boundary between mom and dad, you know, to come out on their own when they're ready, um, you know, to speak to us. And then I would say persistence. I know sometimes when Michael's been upset or any of the little boys, um, you know, they may not want to talk about it right then and there, or they may just try to wash it over and say, oh, I'm fine. The four letter word, fine. Fine <laughs> equals not fine. And <laughs> and so sometimes it's just being persistent um, and just finding those little moments you know, to try to sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one intentional talk. Um, and then they eventually open up and it can lead to great conversations. For sure. Michael, have you ever found yourself having to bring up something with them? And what made it easy to make that open? Um, just knowing that just from being around my parents that I could bring pretty much anything up to them and they would talk to me with an open heart and not reject me. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's so important. I love, I love that you'd say that. So what, another thing that I know that you guys care very much about is helping Michael find his voice and his purpose. And you've spoken into that. So Michael, from you, I want you to tell us about a time when you stepped out in a brave way and you felt your parents' support. Um, so it was Saturday. We were at church just like any other weekend. And this is actually the weekend I accepted Christ and decided I want to become baptized. And... It was at the very end of service and the pastor was, or our pastor was like, um, we were praying and he was like, if you feel the Holy Spirit, like at the door of your heart, ready to come in, please raise your hand. And I felt like this rush of the Holy Spirit through me and I just mustered up the courage to raise my hand. And well, I did. And he said, if you raise your hand, I want everybody to come to the front who raised their hand. So I looked at my mom and said, mom, will you go with me to the front, please? And she said, yes. And you know, I prayed about it and stuff, and I think like a month later, a few weeks later, I got baptized, and that was just really big for me. Yeah. You know, I found that, just like I said earlier, I found that I can do anything, you know, I can talk to them or anything like that, and they would always accept it and never reject me about it. They'd always be happy for me. Oh, I wish you guys could see them looking at each other. So it's, there's just that connection. I can see it in you guys. And I also noticed how you said she went with you. I think that's also a really good thing to highlight is just being together and presence is one of those things that can help, help our loved ones feel supported when they're stepping out bravely. You guys had an exciting week last week and you started a new ministry called Blended Kingdom Families. Tell us what's in store for Blended Kingdom Families, and then how can our listeners find you? Yeah, um, I'll take this one. Uh, so first, you can you can find us at um, blendedkingdomfamilies.com 
or uh, all over our social media, uh, different outlets, and then uh, just about everywhere podcasts are housed, uh, you'll find uh, our content. Um, but the overall purpose of Lenny Kingdom Families, uh, to maybe make it really simple, it's, it's time to start injecting or uh, inserting Christ in the middle of, of, of blended families. Um, this is a, a population that is, is, is very prominent uh, in our culture. Uh, it exists in over 50% of families nationwide at some level. And too many times uh, these families feel uh, ashamed or there's so much pain that's involved with um, the relationships that they're, they're literally just trying to get through. So Blending Kingdom Families exists to uh, start injecting hope, um, injecting God's word, uh, practical resources, uh, open, honest communication into making those situations better, yeah. uh, more enjoyable, uh, more the way God sees them and less the way uh, the world uh, would, would tell you they see them. Yeah, I love that. Erasing, erasing shame. Erasing it. Yeah. Um, I come from a blended family, and so this is near and dear to my heart. I think it's so important what you guys are doing and and just um, speaking life and speaking truth into those families is critical. Mm-hmm. So thank you for stepping out. Thank you for taking on this uh, this ministry and the being the voice of hope for families like that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So because the show is Lively Conversations, what's something that fills you with life? Yeah, you know, I, I, my immediate response, Dana, would be, um, you know, the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit. And second to that would be our marriage and our family and our boys. Um, being a parent and just that entrustment that God gives you with the children, it's just so it's so amazing. And we love it. We love the life that comes from having four boys and the energy and the excitement and the enthusiasm. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a party every day, a walking party. Um, and so we, we just, we love that, but, um, you know, without God and without the Holy spirit, we are powerless. And so, um, one of, one of my favorite verses it's in Job and it's Job 33, four. And it says the spirit of God has made me and the breath of the almighty gives me life. And so, um, I just love that because, you know, I think it's just, it, it just says, you know, without God and without the Holy spirit, um, there's, there's not a whole lot of life there. And so, um, but yeah, I would say that, that for, for us, that's what, um, that's what brings us life. Our family, God, and being married to this awesome man. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with what Vanessa said. Uh, I think the only things that I would add is obviously being a parent is a responsibility, but it's also a blessing to watch whether it's, you know, Michael experiencing, you know, what I call semi-adult things uh, for the first time and, and starting to take that responsibility um, whether it be like right now we're, we're thinking about driving, you know, in a few years and, and just that, just watching that develop is amazing. Uh, and then on the other side, having three littles, um, and just getting to be, you know, they, they don't, they don't need to take us serious. They don't, <laughs> uh, they want to have fun. They want to play dinosaurs and, um, you know, and they're just, they're just precious souls that we get to, to experience and they're all different in personality. So 
that is a is a good life. It's it's a lot of fun, um, and and we're excited about that. Fantastic. All right, Michael. What about you? I'd say just family and God because God is above all. So definitely God first, but my family is what keeps me going when stuff gets hard and you know being able to have someone to talk to when you had a bad day or you're going through some hard things is really important it's a great answer something i noticed as i talked to scott and vanessa and michael is that what they believe about each other impacts the kind of conversations they can have. Michael believes that his parents love him and accept him and are for him. And because he believes that, he's willing to share anything with them. Now, as we get ready to turn over the lively conversation to you and your family, we want you to consider these verses as you talk. The people who followed Jesus closest wanted to heal someone but couldn't. When they asked Jesus why they couldn't, he answered, You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. With that in mind, here's this week's big question for you to discuss together. How can what you believe impact how well you communicate? Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week at the table. 